This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Three, two, one, and welcome everybody to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Oh boy, am I happy. And and shame on me for taking so long to ask you, Lana, to come on to my podcast, but thank you for being here now. Good morning. Good morning. And thank you for inviting me. It was uh, so easy to say yes at once when you ask. And that was two <laughs> days ago. So it's like, yeah, I want to talk to you. I almost didn't even get the invitation out of my mouth before you said yes right away. So that was, uh, that was an honor for me. That was an honor for me. Let's see, I'm just adjusting yeah. my, my sound here on my trusty little iPhone. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, no. So thank you for being here on this uh, on this Sunday morning. You know, the, the, the first question or the first thing I want to say rather uh, to you, and this will explain a little bit about you um, and what you mean to me, uh, to my listeners. I cannot remember the exact year that we first met. I want to say it was back in 2008. Um, there was a seminar of some sort in, uh, Buda and we were, vo- yes. we were both there and, and, uh, Tarina was, was leading this, uh, this seminar. I think it was like a two, two day thing we were there for. And that was my first time ever seeing you. Uh, we spoke a little bit, said hi. And of course, you know, everybody that was there introduced themselves. So we knew each other's background and stuff. But one thing that stood out with you was you were just incredibly, uh, your, your very essence was motivating. You were, you were smiling, you were happy. You only had positive things to say. I mean, that was the atmosphere at that seminar in general, but you were like a step above everybody else with your positive positivity and, and your energy. Where, where did that come from? Is that from your upbringing or is that from just the, 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 the accumulation of all your life experience that just puts you in a happy place at that time. And here, you know, 12 years later, you seem to still be in that same happy place. How do you do that? <laughs> oh, very good question. I think, thank you. First, uh, I would just want to say, add something to that because you have the same energy around, you, you know, that's positive vibes. So attract that attracted me as well. But uh, to answer your question, I think personally, I think, when it comes to uh, how these things work, I th- often think it's a combination of who you are from the beginning and how you how you ch- choose your path in a way and how you choose your focus. I um, I think I was c- quite a positive kid in the beginning, but I also really decided to 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 work on it my whole life. I think actually. Uh, focus on the good thing and I've been interested in early in I, I used to be a professional athlete um, and I quite early yeah what was your sport to, what yeah. was your sport uh, alpine skiing alpine skiing so, yes yeah yeah so actually I was uh, I would say it really started my 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 professional interest started already then with um, with training the mind yeah because yeah actually because uh, then I think uh, during that, uh, I came to a pretty nice level. I was doing European Cup with uh, the national team a little bit. I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a place at the team as uh, like, uh, um, I wasn't on the national team, but I was at the level which I could travel and do European Cup. So you, I was really feeling how to be a professional athlete. 
and it's a different world. Here. It's a different world, isn't it? You 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 can feel the difference yeah. between a hobbyist and a pro yeah. when it comes to athletics. It's totally different. That must have been an inspirational moment for you to be able to yeah. to rub shoulders with those kind of people. Yeah, it's really yeah. It's a that's the then the, it's your whole life. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's it's really like a. Um, all absorbing thing. Yeah. It's, it's what you do actually yeah. at that time. But I think uh, during those years when you have competitions and you sometimes are too nervous or not enough nervous or your mind is spinning, I was starting to ask myself those questions. Uh, there must be a way that I can get more control over my mind. That yeah. was my early youth question. I think it was 17, 18. And we didn't have much internet then. So I went to the library and I borrowed every book I found in Narvik. I was living in Narvik. And I think at that time is my first books where I really start to understand how trainable the brain is. Yes. And that we, ha- yeah, that we have a choice and we can actually train our mind in having positive patterns. Definitely. I, for me, that whole thing about the mind and the power of the mind uh, and how it can affect the physical, that came to me as a revelation when I was very young. Um, I was a star football player, not soccer, but football (laughs) in the United States. And I was very fortunate to have uh, some of the best coaching I've ever experienced in my life. These men put the, they put the idea in my mind that if I decide that I want to be a top top performer in my sport, then the game is, is 60% done just because I've decided to do it. And then it's just a matter of doing the work and keeping yeah. your focus on your plan. And what I found, and I'm sure this is the same for you. What I found is that um, the way I apply that uh, back then, the way I applied it to, to my sports and even today as a power lifter, I apply that to my sports, but it leaks out into my everyday life. Yeah, it sure does. It, it's, it's affects everything. Yeah. Definitely. In uh and I think, um, of course, we all have ups and downs, but it's really about like in the hard times of life, if you're able to, even at the worst, see it, okay, I'm going to learn some something from this. This is hard yeah. and it's rocky and it's gonna it's painful, uh, but I know this is a phase where I'm going to grow. Um, and I think that it's a big help. Because, of course, uh, I hear that a lot. Oh, you always feel positive. And it doesn't mean that I don't have hard days or whatever it is. But I really have a focus on always lifting myself and spreading good energy. That's very important. And I, yeah, yeah, and I, I, try to, I try to remember that because I know it certainly applies for me. Um, just because you manage to carry a heavy load in your life, that doesn't mean that the load isn't heavy, <laughs> you know? No. So in, in other words, the most positive people can have their down days, their, their moments of depression or self doubt or whatever mm-hmm. that may be. But I think it is an issue of training of mental training that puts us in a position to pull ourselves out of that depression, turn around that self doubt, but that's a training yeah. issue. You have, that's something that has to be worked on uh, consistently. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you apply that constant work and that constant focus to your life right now? Because you, you, um, your business, t- tell us about your business. Tell us the name of your business yeah. and, and what you do, because I see that element of doing the work and being very clear over how, uh, what you need to do to rise above challenges. I can see you doing that on a daily basis in your job. Just tell us a little bit about that. 
Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I um, the the business I have now is called House of Mindful Movement. So I work in. I, I'm a um, personal trainer. I'm a yoga teacher, and I have a lot of the different lessons. And I, um, so I, I feel I, my work is about helping people love themselves more and be more happy with themselves and in many levels of their life. That's actually like my bigger view of what I'm working with. Yeah. Um, and um, I, you know, with yoga and everything, now I feel during the years I have a lot of tools like meditation and uh, self-reflection and constantly choosing um, to to work on these things. Yeah. So I have more and more tools during my life to how to work on it. How, how, let me just let me yeah. just let me just break yeah. in here for a second about meditation. Yeah. How how um, how important or how prevalent is meditation in your life? Do you meditate every day, several times now, a day, maybe? Or uh, now I meditate almost every day. But this has taken me so many years to get this to this stage. I've been teaching for many years. I took my first yoga instructor uh, in two thousand and five, and you know it's been on and off. But today, you spent some um, time in India, didn't you? Yeah, I was yeah. in India a little bit too as well. And 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 today I have sometimes, uh, I have every time day some meditation. It could be for just a couple of minutes sometimes, but I'm always in going back to that, find that silence because I really believe we, we, all of us have all the answers in within. Absolutely. And we, and we seek them outside and you just need to calm that quiet water so you can see what the questions really are actually sometimes when, when it comes yeah. to meditation i have to give a shout out to uh trina dalmu yeah she taught me all those years ago that uh everybody regardless of what you're doing what regardless of what's going on in your life everybody has time to 10 to 15 minutes of quiet time self-reflection and meditation yeah and since she taught me that all those years ago you know we're going back 10 12 years uh, maybe closer to 15 years ago. Uh, that's something that I have done consistently, daily, at least nice. 15 minutes yeah. every day. Um, and it's not like I have to go into a special chamber and, and you know, I can do it just, you know, sitting on my couch or, or yeah. uh, you know, while my, uh, while my meal is, is warming up on the stove. I can take the time then. Uh, yes. It's important. It's, yeah. As I much as you give, as much as you give to your clients, um, I'm sure that requires that you also give to yourself. You have to be strong enough to give. Yeah, it has to be become true to yourself that you have to um, take really good care of yourself so you can be the best for yeah. others as well. That, yeah. So you never... And that's not egoism either. That's not egoism no. either. No. Some people take it for selfishness if you like yeah. put too much time yourself. And I, I think it really is a distinct difference because it's... Um, it's like you in the airplane, they say, put your own mask yes. uh, on before. <laughs> and it's so true, actually, yeah. because you if you want to be the best for others, you really have to also take care of your own mind and how you, yeah, Absolutely. how you express your energy. It's so important. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. a big believer in that. Um, so <clears throat> I remember also at another seminar that we did, and this, I believe, is the last time I saw you. This was maybe in 2012. It was another seminar in, in Buddha. And you took us outside and we had the ski poles and there was like this little hill 
outside and put, and Lena, you almost killed me. I, my car, that, I, at that moment in my life, I was probably in the worst shape I've ever been. And my cardio was zero. And we had to do these sprints, you know, using like a, like a ski stride, like a, uh, like a um, ski. Do you remember this? With the ski I pole. remember yes, it. Yeah, and you almost, yeah. Oh, I almost didn't. I, I almost didn't like you back then. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but it's funny. It's I, I just have to say it's so funny because that was the last time probably I, I, I was having was, that education. Yeah, 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 yeah. And during that's actually I think it's te- almost ten years ago. And the beautiful thing about you, I just have to say something nice about you again. I think. We just had each other on Facebook or Instagram and stuff. And like once or twice a year, you're always sending these such uh, nice messages. Like, you know, like um, really like from the heart, like positive. Oh, you're inspiring. And, and you can really feel that it's real. And of course, it's nice for me to get them. But it's always like also telling me so much about you, how easy uh. it is for you to to actually do it because it's not so easy for everyone and you you do that so easy in a way and it's like every time like ah well thank you (laughs) well thank you for saying that but it but it is easy for me to do that i am a person who is very motivated when the motivation is there i'm very inspired Mm -hmm. when the inspiration is there and and there are people like yourself who are out there and i feel so fortunate to know them i mean people like you give me so and you don't even know it (laughs) you know i see i see the things you're doing you know first of all you know that you running your own business um you know I, i i i do that as well so i know the struggle that is involved mm-hmm. in that. I know how difficult that is. So right yeah. away, I feel a certain type of brotherhood, sisterhood with you because of that. And then, and, and again, going back to when I first met you and you were just, you were just strolling with enthusiasm <laughs> and positivity. And I love that. There's just not enough of that in the world. And I believe that when I see it, that I need to tell that person and I would probably send you more messages like that. But I know that in the Norwegian society, people get easily embarrassed if they get too many compliments. <laughs> so I hold myself back to one time, maybe twice a year for you. So Yeah, but I'm not like a normal Norwegian person. You're not. So and you're, and no. you're not. Let me, let, me ask you, let me ask you about that. Yeah. Now, I, I kind of know uh, about your background, but for my listeners, um, you know, as you say, you are not a typical Norwegian woman. Uh, your family is from... Czechia, my father. Czechia, I'm sorry. Czechia, yes. Yeah, yeah. So how did that come come about that he came to Norway? Or, or, you know, just tell tell me the story of your background. Yeah, my my grandfather was during the war in in stationed in uh, Polska, north of Norway. And he met my grandmother uh, and they got married. He worked as a chef and she did as well. And they got married and then got my father. Uh, and then in forty in forty four and in forty five they moved back to Czechia and the grand my Norwegian grandmother went with him, so my father was brought up till he was thirteen in yeah. Czechia. Yeah. He used to spend his summer still in Norway and then they got divorced and uh, he moved back to Norway with uh, with his mother. Okay. But, but we uh, we stayed close with his family in Czechia and we went there every summer. So I um have a big family in Czechia as well. And I really always felt that I feel very Norwegian also. I I usually, I feel like, I feel like a world citizen. It's more like that feeling for me. It's, uh, 
Um, but I also feel the Middle European um, warmth and vibes. Yeah. In It's a part of me. Yeah. How is it different it is. from Norwegian? How would you compare Czechia and Norway when it comes to, you know, social customs and just the way of, 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 of tackling life? What are the differences uh, there? They're just the fact that, that you, you kiss everybody on the mouth when you meet them, you know? It's like, yeah. Hey, you never Every, kissed me on the mouth. You owe me. No. You owe me. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's just that hugging and kissing yeah. and it, it's uh, maybe more expression of feeling sometimes. And, uh, and you know, my father always kissed us straight on the mouth the yeah. whole life. And that's not common, I think, in no. a way. No, it's not. Um, not at all. And even my friends coming over, I have to tell, oh, Papa, don't kiss them straight on the mouth. I was like, <laughs> you know, no, I didn't do that. I'm making, but it's yeah. more like, it, it's something um, there. We are a little bit stiffer in, way, in, that, yes. in those yeah. ways. And yeah. in, now in Corona time, <laughs> of course, it's, it's almost strange talking about this, yeah. just kissing someone on the mouth. Now you're yeah. thinking yeah. different ways, I feel. But, but yeah, it's well, just the, just just to give a Norwegian a hug. I'm a hugger. That's from where I come yeah. from in the in the states and in my family. We hug a lot, and some yeah. of my best friends. I've been here for almost 20 years, and some of my best friends they still stiffen up like a two by four when I'm going to hug them because they're just <laughs> they're not used to it. It's just not the Norwegian yeah. way to show that kind of uh, physical uh, affection. But I, I do it anyway. Maybe in another yeah. twenty, another twenty years, I'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. No, so it's I, I, I feel very Norwegian in many ways, and uh, it's I, I think uh, there's a lot of beautiful thing of both countries, and sure. so it's not. But it's it's just some things are different. They are uh, have a better, uh, different way of expressing themselves. Yeah. yeah, I dated a girl from uh, Czechia when I was in college, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Her name was. She kissed. And- she, well, she, she, she kissed me on the mouth. She kissed me on the mouth quite well, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, <she did. laughs> I got to be careful. I don't, want, I don't want my wife to get jealous, but uh, that that yeah. uh, girl from Czechia was pretty nice. <laughs> her name was her name yeah. was Andrea Andrea Pokorny, but mm-hmm. uh, but her last name was actually shortened from the original uh, uh, pronunciation in Czechia. They shortened it to make it more Americanized, but uh, she went by yeah. Andrea Pokorny. Was her name? So hi Andrea, yeah. if you're out there listening, <laughs> nice nice <laughs> kisser, nice. nice kisser. Yeah, it's um, it's um, I think also like um, um, I, I, you know the food and I, I don't know it's it's the whole. Uh, I just love that I had that upbringing, yeah. that I had a, a bit of that from from early age, and seeing that the world is bigger and you know like when's the last up, time? Oh, no, when's the last time you were there? Nowhere. Now it's been some years, actually. Uh, we were hoping to go this winter, and then Corona came, and yeah. uh, so soon as I think we will go there as soon as. Uh, but now I think it's actually some years, five, six years since yeah. I was there. Yeah, so. I was lucky to go back home to Ohio uh, last year, and then before that, the last time I had been home was uh, in 2015. So it's it's uh, it seems to be alt for uh, it, it, way too seldom that I get back home. I'm sure you feel the same way yeah. about going back to check yeah. If we could, we'd go there every year, at least once a year. Yeah, yeah. I would I would love to go there with my kids now. I have two kids, and they yeah. were last time they were there, they were quite small. Okay. So they really want to go and meet everybody. And yeah, yeah. well, that family so. connection is so important. Um, 
I talk a lot about being homesick and, and it's mostly because the rest of my family is still back home in America. Uh, you know, I, I, I love my wife and we have our two kids, but I do miss the rest of my family, my brother, my brother, sister, my mother, aunts yeah. and uncle. It's just that being separated from that family unit. I, I, I feel it. I really do feel that. I try not to focus yeah. on it, but that that feeling of missing that part of my life is, is always there. Yeah, yeah, I can totally understand that. Yeah. But for you, you've been living so many years up north. Yes. Like really up north. And yeah. can I ask you, when, when did you move south in Norway? Is from how many years we ago? We came to Drammen in 2014. Okay, 20, so 2014, yeah. 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 Um, I don't want to say I regret it, but I will say that I enjoyed my life better when I was up north because the people up north are more similar to what I'm used to back home in rural Ohio, you know, more laid back, way more friendly and open to strangers. And just, um, that small town feeling is very much there in nor in Northern Norway. So, um, and it's just, uh, and, and I have to say this as well. Here, here comes another compliment for you. Um, I am very um, interested in languages. I am so proud that I speak Norwegian. I think it's a beautiful language. But one of the, probably the most beautiful dialect, and this applies to you and to Trina and anyone else from uh, Muirana that I've, and my dentist actually, you know my dentist, I told you about her. Uh, I cannot remember her name, but my dentist is from Muirana. And you oh, guys, yeah. you guys probably have... The, in my opinion, the most beautiful dialect of Norwe of Norwegian that there is. It is music to my ears. That's so nice. I've never heard anyone say that. So oh, I, I, I love it's, it. It's coming from a musician. <laughs> it's extra nice. That's really nice to hear, actually. But yeah, <laughs> so I, it sounds nice. Yeah. So I, I think all things that have to do with Norway for me are, are better up north. It's just a different vibe. It's a different feeling uh, up there. So I, I miss living up north. I do. Yeah. 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 But uh, but do you still like, go there sometimes? You still have well, we connection still, family. We, yeah, we still have our home up on uh, up on Sailand, up in Finnmark. Yeah. So we still have yeah. our home and our property up there. So that is our uh, that's our summer retreat. <laughs> when okay. uh, when we retire, when we become uh, when we start living the pensionist leave, as it's called here in Norway, we will spend half of our year up there, and hopefully by that time we will have bought some sort of home back home in Ohio in the United States and we'll divide our time in, in our retirement years. So my, that sounds nice. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think it's beautiful up there. We have a place on that island up there right by the ocean. Uh, you know, and it's not a California sand beach type of thing. It's its own kind of thing. But that 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 ocean, the smell of the ocean and all that, I, I, yeah. I you know, and we get that here in Drummond. We're also by the coast here in Drummond, but it's just different up north. It's it is. It's, uh, yeah. It is different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that too as well. And and um, I think, um, you know, I, I also have a boyfriend who now, yes. uh, for Netherlands. four years, he, he, from the Netherlands. Netherlands. Lives yeah. In, um, yeah, lives in Amsterdam. So, so, and we've been together for four years and he has kids and I have kids. So we're living like, we knew it when we uh, became girlfriend and boyfriend that we decided, we understood, okay, we're not going to live together for 10 years, probably, till the kids are grown up. Yeah. So we, we used it once a month, so okay. quite often. Yeah. We, but not, not now, in the corona time. So it's yeah. kind of, 
different. You guys seem to really be uh, making that long distance relationship thing work. Um, uh, It it seems like you guys are very active. You've been doing like, uh, like, uh, what do you call that? where you kite do surfing kite surfing thank you and all yeah. kinds of all kinds of cool things like that and i've seen pictures you, you've put up when he's over here and you guys are out skiing so you guys make yeah. it work when you have your time together i say we have a lot of quality time and um you know when i became we became boyfriend and girlfriend a lot of people who's moving who's moving yeah. and we were saying no none of us are moving oh you're serious it must be so hard and so hard and of course we miss each other and but I see really see the beauty of it because I you know sort of live as a single mom here with my yeah. two kids yeah. and I have them they live with me every second week and I I take to, I get the possibility to take really care of that part of my life yes. and my business yeah. and then I go over there and I have all the beautiful things we do together. Yeah. So I um and we talk every day on FaceTime and I, I think it really is working. And of course it's now during Corona, it's a little not hard. I wouldn't say it's harder because we're accepting it. Well but, it's a it's a new challenge. It's a new, it's a new like, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. to wait. Uh, like now we can't we sit at all and but uh I, it, I think it brought so much beauty into my life living this way actually. I um we travel a lot, we go on kite surfing vacation and he he li- he owns uh, fitness centers in um, Amsterdam, oh, and okay. he, so so he's in the same yeah. um, field of work. So yeah. when I'm there, I actually can work a little bit as well sometimes with different things yeah. and and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, very happy with how we're doing things, actually. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. No, I, I can see from uh, from the things I see on your social media that you guys are really uh, making it work and really enjoying each other. It's just a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe my little piece of European inside me from my upbringing, is also very happy about this. Like, I have uh, a national way. It's, it's like the part of middle of Europe is even closer for me now. Yeah. You know, yeah. that part of the world. So, so I think it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's just it. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, mm-hmm. let me go back to your business now. Um, I don't want to say anything negative about uh, Muirana, where, where you live, but it is a small town. And yeah. small towns can have a tendency to kind of be set in their ways, you know, not very progressive, not very open to new things. Now, <clears throat> the type of work that you're doing with your business it seems to be like a, uh, you know, a progressive, a new type of business, a progressive type of business. Have you had any struggles getting clients and getting your business off the ground or has it been smooth sailing the whole time? I would say, I, yeah, because I work a little bit holistic. You have a holistic exactly. approach for training. Yeah. I always think body, mind. Yeah. Um, and that's a little non-traditional uh, yeah. for, for the straight, yeah. uh, you know, the straight, the, the straight square thinking Norwegian. That might be a little bit different than what they're used to. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I actually think it's going smooth in the way that I, um, I think people are very open and it, it's a growing small city. We have a lot of uh, creative people in this city, I would say, and a lot of exciting things happen. Uh, and no, when it comes to clients uh, accepting my time of work, it's really been there. Okay, uh, I think they've been very open-minded and I see like yoga and types of mindfulness and breathing and all these things are really growing. And I think actually during these Corona times, for mm-hmm. example, this is, is people are 
uh, realizing more and more how important it is to find ways to get your shoulders down and leave more in tune with who you are. So I think we are in a shift in a way also, because like, yeah, when I started yoga, when I like 2005, uh, I took my, then I took only like a, what do you call it? A um, yoga instructor education. So it wasn't like a heavy education at the first time, but I was so eager. So I was teaching and been so like into learning the whole way. So it was just yeah. two, three years ago, I took a heavier education. Okay. But, but uh, people um, uh, really now it's so opened for yoga. People are like, yes. it's becoming so uh, accepted. And in the beginning when I started teaching, you know, when I said, uh, okay, close your eyes and focus on the breathing through your nose, people almost start laughing, you know, like some, right, like, exactly. Kind of, yeah. some, some kind so, of hippie, crazy way of, yeah. of approaching. Yeah. Yeah. They're not so used it's, to it. No. And now it's like a totally different acceptance and, uh, and my classes have been doing so well. It, the only thing it's been hard is, of course, on and off this year with yeah. with Corona. Yeah. So I'm teaching a lot of online and making courses online now. So, so right you, now I make yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. When you when you teach yeah. online, is it basically just uh, through some sort of video link up, and you're just teaching your class as you normally would, only through video? Uh, uh, now, like right now, we have the close again this week and we're teaching live through a Facebook group just for okay. our members actually okay. this week yeah. and people can join in by drop in. But I also make like courses, like you can buy a course and have your own course. Ah, uh, so uh-huh. yeah, I just, I made just made one course one month ago, uh, which is called, uh, movement freedom. And it's about like functional training. And now I'm, I'm, uh, this, this week, actually I opened the sales for, new beginners of vinyasa yoga so you you buy, buy a course and you get like everything like i think it's 20 videos videos bringing you through everything and wow. lessons and yeah way yeah. to go what a, what a great business concept <laughs> yeah. well you know and i, I and i like yeah. seeing that because a lot of people have kind of given up a lot of people in the fit health and fitness industry have given up because of corona uh, but then mm-hmm. there is that select few like yourself who don't give up you just think in a new way and you continue on down the road and your business thrives. Yeah, to be true, I, I don't know how to give up because this uh, is uh, like, it's like, you know, it's like uh, even when it's super hard and I'm not getting enough money to actually almost, you know, it's been times like that during all these years as an entrepreneur. I've been yeah. for over 10 years now. And, but it's like, you know, okay, there's some hours of uh, anger and sadness. And then it's like, okay, let's see, what can I do? And it's always like this. So when in Mars, when Corona, you know, we have like 110 people going to, they, they buy like a season for a class. Yeah. Like they go on Vinyasa Yoga, six o'clock on Tuesdays, for example. Yeah. And then, and I have like 14 classes like that. And then they closed down, and I was like, oh, oh, what do I do? They, 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 bought, they bought the whole semester, and it's on Mars. You know, they're going to lose lessons now for months. And it's like, what can I do for my customers? So yeah. I, just, I just made my living room into a movie studio, and I filmed every class I was supposed to have in the studio at the same time. It was supposed to be there for eight or nine weeks. I did this. Wow. So my kids, I was just like, I had to close the door and say, okay, we're filming again. You have to stay in your room. Like, yeah. really, it was like I was doing that. It was hard, but I uh, I loved it. And then also made a lot of people 
who was my members come into that group because we had it open. Like I actually tried a, a thing which I know works in America, which is I would love if it worked in Norway. We made it like a donut based uh, group. Yeah. So people in, I know in the um, America, in California and some places they have yoga studios, which you don't, it's donut based. So if you yeah. come and you're a student and you pay for a class, okay, I only have $10 or something. And yeah, and, yeah. yeah or and, and if you are, more wealthy, okay, I pay, pay $30 for a class, you know, yeah. or yeah. monthly. People pay what so they can, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's a nice because then it gets available for everyone, even yes. if you're a student and stuff. So I made this group this, like, okay, you you can choose your amount and you can join classes. And actually that worked pretty well for a couple of months, but then it's sort of like, uh, yeah. disappeared. people are not used to the concept, but they, right. I, love, I love the idea that you can pay what you can afford. Sure, yeah. 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 Well, you know, there, so. there, there it is again. That's, that's the beauty of, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs that they have that beauty of being able to adjust and, and, and just make it work regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think back to when, uh, this was like right around when I first met you, I, at that time I had been maybe just one or two years into running my, uh, my two gyms and it was a constant, struggle because in that area of Norway, they didn't, they didn't have any training centers. They didn't have any gyms. So the concept of paying to train was, was a foreign concept to a lot of people. So there was a lot of pushback about the prices I set. Um, Some people had some preconceived ideas about what they thought a gym should be. So there was that, there was that initial uh, period of really, really stretching myself out mentally uh, to try to come up with the idea that would fit for those people. So yeah. I, I see a little bit of myself uh, in in your story there about having to make adjustments because of uh, because of the Corona situation. It's not it's not easy being an entrepreneur, um, but but I, I I wouldn't trade those years for anything. It was rough. It was very stressful. It affected my yeah. health, my physical health. But again, going back to everything I learned from those times, that's uh, yeah. it, it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. We, yeah, we get, we get stronger. We get stronger from meeting those challenges. And, and uh, it's, um, yeah, it's lessons that we take with us through the rest of our life. I think that, like always all entrepreneurs, it's like, uh, yes. like up and down, yes. uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's um, and then if you have, uh, so I don't think it's for everyone and I'm happy it's not for everyone because <laughs> it's good that we, <laughs> we are, some people really just want a steady job and, and, I, I realize how important it is for me to have the freedom of crea- uh, crea- uh, creativity. Yeah, creativity. Yeah, wow. I have yeah. to. Then I blossom, and enough uh, can be driven by my passion to yes. my overall passion because I really want to do good in the world. I know it's like big words, but I, um, I think we all, all of us, can have that little impact that spreads wings oh, in the water, absolutely. getting big. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So, you uh, yeah. you are you are putting an effect on people. I just know it. I, I mean, I see what it does for me. Uh, sometimes you put some. Uh, I've seen a couple of videos you've put up uh, humorous things uh, with like dancing and different things with yoga and stuff. And just that you would make mm-hmm. me smile in that moment. That could be enough to carry me through the rest of my day. So if you do that for me, I know you're doing that for a for a large amount of other people. So. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's an yeah. important, uh, it's important work that you do. Yeah, I think, yeah. 
Yeah, like I say, we all have different work and important work. And I think the more we can find what our purpose is, I think we all have a really purpose in life here. <laughs> if you if we talk holistically, I think yes. there's like a dharma for us or a little bit like if you can find your passions and it can be in just anything. You know, I absolutely agree. Here. Absolutely. Yeah. What What is your purpose? What is your purpose in life? Uh, yeah, it, it, actually, we, we are talking about it. I think really my purpose is to um, to help people love themselves more. Uh, I know, I, of course, I always have to work also sure, loving myself sure. more. It's not like I'm, I have all the answers, but I truly believe if more pe- people that can be happy with themselves and understand that how unique they are, that they are perfect as they are, and find that inner calmness and send that into the world. The yeah. more persons in the world that have that, yeah. wow, that's like, can you imagine if the whole world had that? Uh, we, would not, we would not have war, I think. Oh, you know, it would be a totally, yeah, no, it's, it's big yeah. words, but they're meaningful yeah. and, and uh, they're great words to live by because, yes, what a different mm-hmm. world we would have if just a small percentage of people were to think like that. Yeah. Yeah, so... So, and uh, yeah, that, that drives me. Even, of course, you have those, some days you're like, oh, do, do, do I really have a purpose for in yeah. what I'm doing? Do I, I am I, you do know, you, we all have those, but it's, it's, it's shifting kind of quickly back into feeling, oh, this is important, this is important. Yeah, because yeah. Like, like I said earlier, uh, and you agreed, you know, everybody, even the most happy and the most disciplined people, they have days of sadness and self-doubt. Uh, yeah. When you feel like that, yeah. is it what, what does that do with you as far as your task to make others feel happy when you're not happy? How do you how do you how do you work through that, or do you have oh, to work I, through it? Yeah, um, you know, I am um, because I've been very like conscious, uh, like working with uh, this. Um, I will say, train myself for all these years. I, I'm very quick at understanding when it's like when I'm not feeling okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm quite quick at starting. Oh, what are you thinking, Lena? Because I know there's a thought going around that makes me feel this way. So and then I can like maybe I'm talking myself down. So I'm yeah. kind of oh that's what you're doing, Lena. No, that's not strange. You're not feeling okay at this moment. You're thinking about this now, and this is putting you down. So you recognize try- that in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite quickly, and I shifted. I like okay, you can choose. And I have like actually a word, and I, it's funny. I always say it on English inside me. Yeah. I can say it on the vision, but I have to be joyfully present. Ah, that's like joyfully present. That, that's one of my like big words in life, and that for me, and and the vision that's you know, lickily to stay the ayeblika. That's too big. That's a long word to too celebrate. Long. Say, say it in English. You said it, and and. Uh, and this word for me means when I'm like not feeling okay, I, I can, it's like, okay, what do I smell? What do I see? What is here right now to be happy about? Yeah. So it's like, I'm searching for okay, what's good about this situation. What, 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 you know, just here, not the thought of what I have to do tomorrow or what happened yesterday, but I'm here and here now there's nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. I'm actually, I have a, nice cup of coffee in front of me. You know, yeah, it can be the smallest yeah. thing. So yeah. it's about gratefulness, I think. So I practice gratefulness. I, uh, uh, I do uh, journaling, you know, yeah, yeah. gratitude journaling. That you, Every night I try to close my day with saying, I'm grateful for. 
and it could be it could be ten things, it could be five things, it could yeah. be twenty things, and it can be like, oh, I'm so grateful for today when I had such a nice feeling driving to work. You know, yeah. I was just happy. Or I'm so grateful today for that nice conversation with my friend. Oh, I'm so grateful for today because uh, I'm this happened. Or yeah. you know, yeah. small big things, and when you close your day. The funny thing, I just have to say this is one. It could be a shitty day, like yeah. a really shitty day. And it's a hard day to do journaling then, you know. But the funny thing, you always find things during your day. And uh-huh. after journaling, you're sitting there, oh, okay, maybe the day wasn't perfect. But actually, there was a lot of nice things going on during this day. Yeah. So it's kind of so fun to have that works. Well, that's just a great exercise. It. Yeah, that's a great yeah. exercise in self-help. Um, And it's like you said a little bit earlier, we have the answers within ourselves. It's just that sometimes we do things or we allow things to happen to us that get in the way of those answers that are already there. So that moment with, with, uh, with meditation or reflection or that moment where you gather up the positive things that, that in fact happened uh, during a shitty day, that's medicine. That's medicine for the soul. And that's medicine that we all have. Yes. And isn't it, it's it's a little, it's a little strange that we don't do this. We know that these yeah. things work. Um, but but there's people like you, and, and I guess people like me, who put that kind of information out there, and hopefully just one person every once in a while learns something from it, and then yeah. they spread it. It's, it's almost like a multi-level marketing sc- uh, scam, <laughs> where yeah. if one person tells three people, and then they tell three people, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I do think that there is more of that line of thinking going around in the world today it seems to be yeah it seems to be so easy to go on social media or the internet otherwise and and you see more and more people who are thinking holistically like that and finding that internal medicine that we all have yeah and i i actually put in my new yoga course this one chapter called uh, uh, gratitude journaling because i find it so important it's like you know the whole helping the brain to shift into positive thinking yeah and um, I used to have lecture one year ago. I had a couple of lectures about this as well. Yeah. And th- that was, and it was, I went to this, into this lecture. I didn't, I didn't have a script, nothing. Ah. And I think it was t- 20 people there. Yeah. And I talked for one and a half hour about this. Oh, amazing. It was such a strong, for me as well. It was like, I was almost a little bit amazed afterwards how strongly when I just talked. So from the heart, it was like, this message came out so strong, and yeah. it's so fun when I meet people from those from that lecture last year. Yeah. A lot of them actually really started practicing this. So I, it's, I think uh, that's so amazing. nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. and, and I I feel so fortunate to be doing this podcast because I, I like to think that um, you know my my guests are are very. Um, I'm choosing people that for me are natural to choose to come on as guests, people who inspire me, people who, who I think can inspire others. So I would like to think that my podcast is a vessel that can send a message out there. And it's a message that I'm able to send that I otherwise would not be able to send. I don't know if I could ever make it as a lecturer on the lecturing circuit in Norway, but I can do this podcast and yes. then and then hope that people hear this conversation we're having now and conversations that I've had with other people like that. Uh, but again, yeah. I think it goes back to this thing that I think it is very um, it's 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 a it's a growing trend that people are thinking more holistically, more spiritually uh, mm-hmm. 
to make their lives better. Would you say that what you do is spiritual in any way? Is there any God element in this? Uh, I would say I became of, um, during these 10 years of living this way, I became more spiritual, much more because you start to feel, feel things. And that's the thing you feel like in deep meditation, it's just like a feeling you can't explain in the beginning. It's like, yeah. wow. Well, I remember my first like really states of being deeper meditation. It's like you come out of it and it's like, wow, did that just happen? Yeah. And, and, and all those things happening when you practice in a little bit like more in, in, in tune yourself, in tuning to yourself and seeking the silence, you feel some elements of bigger greater yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah so I, yeah i would say i'm so much more spirit spiritual today yeah um, that i like you know there's um like you know for me it's like there's nothing greater than love and also that's a very like thrown out but the feeling of love you can feel during meditation yeah like um yeah. like the whole body and stuff like that it's uh yeah you you be, i don't think it's not possible to not become spiritual more spiritual yeah. if you do the spiritual practice. That's, oh, I guess go. that's where. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, yeah. It's uh, but um, but then also very for me it's very you know we live where we I live in a uh, this this century with people and I really try to meet people where they are because I remember also myself fifteen years ago. So uh, making it uh, instructing it in a level that it's eatable for everybody. Yes. So they can get get into their way. It's just so important for me making it not too spiritual, because I think yeah. if people just can, they will have the feelings that will. It will come make naturally, them. yeah, and then they yeah, can in interpret their, it in their way. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think that's. Uh, I have small ears, so these keep falling. Uh, I my see they, I keep see. falling. Oh, it's like constantly I have to put them in. Sorry. Okay. For my <laughs> listeners, <laughs> for, for my <laughs> listeners who can't see. This whole conversation, her earbuds have been popping out. First the left one, then the right one, then the right one, then the left one. It's so funny. No. When I talk, they pop up. I have to talk to the producer of uh, Treadless. Uh, they have there it goes again. <laughs> ah, I love it. It's so funny. Uh, oh. let, me, let me ask you about your time in India. Now, India, I've, I've never been there. Uh, but to me, it seems to be a fascinating country. It seems to be a, a nation of extremes. You know, you have your elites who are living quite well with a lot of money and, and comfort. Then you have people who are living in just the, the worst kind of poverty. You have yeah. a Muslim influence. You have a Hindu influence. Um, why did you go to Norway? I mean, I know why you went, but you maybe can speak on why you went. Uh, yeah. And what did you, what kind of experiences did you get from being there? Yeah, actually I was, I went there for um, uh, NLP business course. So I went, it wasn't for yoga actually, but it was for, for, for NLP, uh, NLP course. Neuro linguistic uh, programming for those who don't know. Yes. Thank you. Um, because I had a lot of education in that and um and we were with uh, uh, Susan, there's like a well-known teacher. And uh, so there was a great course and I le- learned a lot. But like being in India, you know, like one thing I'm going to always, I've said this a lot of times, I've never seen so many uh, like men, maybe 50, 60, having this smile of a kid, you know, like ah. this, the, the, the face was like the... 
the the unworried uh, happy face of a kid yeah. that was like that hit me the first day I was there it was like I was so and and they have those cultures they just kept something really nice with them from way back even if they the big cities getting very influenced by the European living yeah, and yeah. all those things. But they, you know, these things we're talking about, um, spiritual practicing, meditation, yoga, uh, time, how they look at time, you know, it's kind yeah. of funny. If you, if you ordered uh, like one of those uh, tuk-tuks to go somewhere, two hours late, that was like, yeah, that was okay. <laughs> no big you know, it's like, you know, no big deal. So it's just the, um, the way of they, they look at life. They have a, it's, uh, we have, so much to learn, I think, yeah. from uh, from India and some other some other countries uh, in the east. So it's pr- yeah. it's probably that element of stress that we live with in the Western world, but it's 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 almost absent in places yeah. like that. That stress, that that preoccupation with time and, yeah. and commitment, it seems to be a little bit more flowing and and, and fluid in places like yeah. that. And we have it in Europe as well. I know like Sardinia, I think, yes. is an yeah. island, very high population of uh, people becoming more than 100 a year. We have like yeah. Yeah. five five uh, blue zones to, in the world, yes. I think, where people become older. And it's, uh, they also, you know, that's family first. There's like, you know, they do purposeful work. They eat healthy food from, from the, yeah. you know, not fabric food, but like yeah. clean food family and being together and no stressing you know it's like that's it's uh, like the things in a slow and nice level. one of the blue zones uh is okinawa japan and i lived there yeah. for i lived there for two and a half years when i was in oh, the, yeah when i was in the marines and i can't describe the peace that those people live in they are so free of stress uh they're not preoccupied with time they're not preoccupied with possessions. No. Their focus is this very Zen-like uh, spiritual thing about peace and calm and giving to others. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And those people is, is very common to live over a hundred years old over there. So I do believe there's something with that. Of course, there's also the the physiological aspects of the diet that they have. They eat very clean and things. But I think the root of that longevity, the root of their long lives, is based on that 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 uh, concept of no stress and then giving as much as you can to others. It's beautiful. Yes, it was beautiful. I, I miss living there. It's beautiful. It's just a, one of the formative experiences of my life living there yeah. for those two and a half years. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think maybe this, I don't know, but I was, I have been reflecting that this Corona things was like this, listen, that's kind of funny how I say it, but like Corona made a lot of people think about the oh, stress yeah. level. Oh, yes. Definitely it did. Yeah. It was like the hamster wheel was going really fast and I, yeah. people got time to reflect. So yeah, yeah. If, if nothing, I think things like that, it's good coming out of it, actually. I yeah. got a, I, I got a good feeling about uh, family. You know, my wife and kids. Now, I, I I like to think that I've always appreciated my wife and kids. You know, I've been mm. married to my Snoopy for uh, twenty years now, 
we've mm-hmm. been together almost 21 years and I've all, I'd like to think I've always appreciated her, but I appreciated her more and in a different way since these Corona times, because, you know, with the isolation and things, it, it pushed us even closer together. Literally, we mm-hmm. spent more time yeah. together. Um, yeah. I found myself and I'm not saying I'm a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I consider myself a very patient father, but I've, yeah. I see that I'm even more patient now. I'll speak with my children before I raise my voice in a way that I didn't do before. So there's this positive family unity that we have experienced Mm. because of the Corona times. Um, It's, it's kind of a shame that we have to have this pandemic to put us in that situation because it took me back again, to when I was living in Okinawa and that family closeness was already there. Uh, Over there, there's no such thing as raising your voice to a family member. You speak to them. You don't yell at them. You speak to them. And then the understanding comes from the discussion. And so just, just little things like that, that I maybe would not have thought as much about if it wouldn't have been for the corona. Thing, which forced us into a closer situation in the family here. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, and of course, for some people it might have even been harder also, you know, like, sure, like, sure. so I think it's, well, but I, yeah, I definitely think you're right. A lot of people are yeah, you know, feeling a, a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. It's not, and it's not all positive for others because there are more incidences of domestic violence, you know, uh, mm-hmm. more fathers are beating on their wife and kids and things. So there are some negative um, results of this this Corona situation, but I'm just I'm glad. I feel like it's a blessing that I was able to turn to the positive side of it, and and I, I feel closer to my wife and kids more now than than ever. And, yeah. And Do you think you can keep it when you know when society if, if society goes to its back to its hamster? Do you think we're going to pick up on the speed again? I, I think so. I I, yeah. I am a person who believes that the world and the people in it want to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a lot of fatalistic people who think negatively and they think the whole world is just going to shit. I don't believe mm-hmm. that. I believe there yeah. are some bad elements. I believe there are certain things that have gotten worse in the world and will probably get even more worse. But I think the the, the larger momentum of life of people of the world is moving us towards something that is better i truly believe that i think most yeah. people are good most people are I good think so too. Yeah. yeah but again it, it i think it's about people finding that um finding out that they do have the answers themselves already that they do yeah. have that internal medicine that people need to think a little bit more holistically that people need to have a little more faith in themselves if you're in yeah. a bad situation, you're stronger than you think. You can find your way out of this. And of course, yeah. there's a lot of factors, you know, about different opportunities that others, that some people just don't have. You know, you have to be in a place where you are mindful of your own capabilities. But I do believe that in general, most people have the answers themselves and most people are good. Yeah. And I, there's luckily there's people, yeah, and luckily there's people like you doing the type of work that you do that make people aware that they have these skills already to make their lives better than what they are. Yeah. You're really yeah, doing a good work. Yeah. Thank you. So, so are you. And can I ask you this podcast? Yeah. Where did it come from? Was it something you were thinking about for a long time or? My, uh, I, I've, I've had a few friends uh, and, and my wife and some of my musician friends, they've been telling me for a long time 
that I should try and get into radio because I have a lot to say. Um, and, uh, and they like, they like my voice. Yeah. Uh, I have a tendency to think I talk too much and I never think <laughs> about my voice being, I mean, my voice is just my voice. So, so yeah. I never listened to these people who were saying that I should get into radio. And then I became a fan of a couple of podcasters, uh, the great comedian, Bill Burr. I love his podcast. It's just a bunch of foolishness, chauvinistic jokes, and it's just silliness, but it makes me laugh. And yeah. I and, and I started thinking, wow, that would be cool to, you know, because I do stand-up comedy as well. And I was thinking that would be kind of cool to just get on the air on a podcast and say whatever mm-hmm. I want. And, and maybe people will think I'm an idiot, but maybe some people will laugh. Yeah. But I never did anything with that. I've I've had this thought since around 2012, roughly. That's when I first started listening to Bill Burr's podcast. And then a couple of years ago, maybe in 2017, I started listening to Joe Rogan. Uh, his and he fascinates me because he is he's a great athlete. You know, he's been a kickboxing champion. He's also a stand-up comedian. Um, and he is someone who is very interested in new knowledge and I'm all three of those things. You know, I'm not a kickboxer, but I'm a, I'm a powerlifter. And, and I saw there was I, my life and my interests mirrored his. And then mm-hmm. I started listening to his podcast and I'm like, man, this guy just brings people on his podcast because he's curious about what they're doing and look how much fun he's having and look how he is affecting people. I mean, there's tens of millions of people yeah. just in the United States alone that listen to his podcast. So again, this is like in 2017, 2018 that I really started thinking it would be fun to do a podcast, but I never did anything with that thought. No. So the catalyst or the changing element that made me actually start my podcast, I started my podcast in um, March of twenty. 20 March of this year. So I haven't been doing it for that long. I I think this would be the 80, 84th episode, 84 episodes since March. And what made me actually do it is if we go back to November 5th of 2019, that's when my son died, died from a heroin overdose and it crushed me. Uh, I, I still don't know how to deal with it, but Maybe a month or so after he died, maybe around New Year, January of, of 2020, I thought, you know what, what I need to do, because I was just spiraling deeper and deeper into depression and feelings of guilt and, and regret and all of that. And that's just not any way to live. You know, you, no. we know that. And I was struggling with how to deal with it. And I thought, okay, here's what I need to do. What am I? I'm a musician. I like to write. I like to do public speaking. I'm, a, you know, I'm an entertainer. I'm an artist. What can I do with that talent that I have, or that at least that interest that I have? What can I do yeah. that would be new and challenging? Because yeah. I needed something new, and I needed it to be challenging, so that I would have a new focus instead of just, you know, yeah. living in this depression. So I said, you know what? Uh, everybody thinks I should do a podcast. I'll just do a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I uh, so I made that decision in late January, and then I did roughly a month, month and a half of research and planning. And in the end, I threw all of that research and planning out, and I just started my <laughs> podcast with, so nice. with the intention of, like I said, 
I want to bring in people and talk with people that interest me, that motivate me, people that I admire. And maybe they can tell me something. It's not like I say, hey, Lena, when I talk to you, tell me something that will motivate me. I don't do that. (laughs) But internally, I have that hope that each guest can leave something on the table after my conversation with them, after my podcast episode, that I can reflect on and it will help me to be stronger so that I can get out of the that that ugly spiral spiral of depression and and guilt and it will leave me stronger so that I can do what I actually want to do which is be stronger so that I can be a better person to help my wife my kids my friends and then further out anyone who listens to my podcast and you know the the fact that you think that everybody can inspire uh, you know there's like a spiritual uh, saying that this, uh, everybody has a guru guru within. Yeah, you know ev- that's um, uh, Ramdas. Uh, yeah. yeah, some, some, yeah. And uh, I really, truly believe that everybody has a guru within. You know, like like there's you can listen to anyone and learn and get inspired and yes, yeah. You never know what's what's there. You, you never know, so, and and it's been it's been rather touching. It's been some emotional moments where people have called me up or sent me messages and said, Hey, John, you had this guest on and you guys were talking about this, that, or the other. And it really inspired me. It changed my life. And then it's like, yes, mission accomplished. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Some people might think that sounds corny or insincere, but that is truly what I'm trying to do. I'll admit my first goal is to help myself through this podcast. Yeah. But but in a very close second is my desire to be able to leave something on the table after each conversation that somebody out there can take and use to make their life better. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to and do. You, you're doing great. You're ah, doing beautiful you. about it. And I think like you said earlier, we have to put our, our own mask on first before, you know, That's serving others. And, and you're doing both. So I don't I don't think it's anything... Actually, I think everything I do has one piece of selfishness sure, in it. If you, sure. if you understand what I, I do, mean, I yeah. do. Yeah, like like everything I do, I do also for myself. And being so on, being honest about that. Um, uh, also, when you want to help someone, there's something inside you that also wants. There's something also for you in it, always. Yeah. And that's nothing selfish about that. That's like okay. That's. That's the way to do it, you know. It it's has okay to, come to from want a place. To, yeah, yeah, and it's okay for a person to want to help themselves. That's okay. There's no ego. Yeah. There's no ugly ego in that. I think that's a healthy ego. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because, so then you're, sp- because then you become even better and spreading even better. Yes. So it's, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying not to get emotional. I get emotional when, whenever anybody asks me why I do this podcast and then <laughs> to go back and talk about my son's <laughs> death and why I'm doing yeah. the podcast. It's an emotional yeah. process, but I, but again, this is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to medicate myself through this podcast. Again, I, I believe that I have the ability to help myself and that, and that's what I'm trying to do with this, with this podcast. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let, let me, let me ask you something just to change, change our, our path of discussion here for just a second. Um, you have a lot of knowledge, you know, your, your, your job well, you know, your business is, is, is thriving. Um, 
have you ever considered going out on the lecture circuit and giving speeches and lectures about NLP, for example, or about, uh, you know, the power of, 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 of mindfulness and, and spirituality and things like that? Have you ever considered doing that? Um, actually, I, I feel I do it a little bit already in a way, with, with, uh, just here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and spreading yes, out, I, doing a yeah, nation, yes, nationwide thing, yeah. I'm hoping a little bit my courses actually do it because um, I, I bring those I, I bring these things into my courses like the yoga course I'm having now I, I bring those things in um, hoping it can reach further yeah. now we're in a time where it's uh, difficult to travel and I had some people asking me to come different places with yeah. the yoga and stuff yeah. and it's not been so easy but uh, so now we have that possibility of doing things more online and reaching people that way. So I try, try my way there and yeah. through Instagram, of course. Yeah. And, uh, and, is it, uh, is it social yeah. media that you use mostly for your, uh, promo promotional work? You just try yes. to post things on social media and yeah. Yeah. That's where Instagram and Facebook is where I, I reach people. Yes, it is. And, um, yeah, of course there's, um, sometimes like, People around who knows me from, like you, like call yeah. me for something, or yeah. yes, you must previous in life. But yeah, it's my way around um, getting out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so when people, if people are going to buy uh, one of your um, one of your yoga courses that you that you filmed, how do they go about doing that? Do they go on your website for your business, and there's a way to to buy it there? Yeah, you can find it through both like my website and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. So there's all those channels. Yeah. When we're when we're done here, uh, before you go, uh, you know, af- after we're done <laughs> with this episode, but before I let you go, I want to make sure I get all your contact information and I'll post that so that people know where to go uh, to get yeah. in touch with you. And, and for those who are listening, I highly recommend that you check out what Lena is doing. Again, I've uh, the first time I met her was back, you know, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago. And it's, uh, uh, and she, she, she made a lasting impression on me. You know, here I am all these years later talking with her on my podcast and there's a reason for that. So for those who are listening, check her out. Uh, you really don't have any excuse. Uh, you know, Norway is a big country, uh, where she lives in uh, Moirana is a long way away for some people. It's roughly in the middle of the country. Actually, Moirana is where I stop when I if if I'm driving. Uh, I actually set a personal <laughs> record for driving from Drammen up to uh, up to Finnmark. Uh, I did it in 23 hours of driving time, but I drove straight from Drammen to Moirana and got a hotel there and slept for maybe three hours. And then got back okay. in the car and continued driving. <laughs> it's the typical so, place to stop. Yes, it's perfect. Like halfway, halfway up the country there. <laughs> I know. But, uh, but, yeah. uh, but as, as I was saying, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, if anybody wants to see what you're doing online, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, I will post all of your contact information, your website and everything, so that when I post this episode, people can see how to get in touch with you. Thank you. It's yeah. so nice. I get so you know, like, um, I wouldn't say shy, but humble, you know, like when, uh, <laughs> when you say it, it's really nice of you to do that. Well, I, so, I, so far my courses are on which, but the next course I'm making is going to be English now for the yoga. So I uh, tell you like, what, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. As an American, I can tell you this, uh, we, you know, if, if there's a, if there's this beautiful woman with blonde hair, you know, great physique, and then with such a pleasant voice and charming accent, 
that right there is the marketing tools, everything that you need to have success <laughs> with what you're doing. So if you do uh, anything in English, I will make sure I tell my contacts in the United States about it. And oh, we'll so nice. see We'll see if we can, you know, you, way back in the day, there was Jane Fonda who had her aerobic videos. Let's see if Lena Kralicek can have her, <laughs> can have her yoga videos oh. in the year 2020 in the United States. Oh, that would be nice. I I think like you reach the people you're supposed to reach. I think so. So I'm yeah. I'm yeah I'm getting so much. Before I used to be more like shy about you know like oh do anyone want to buy these things and stuff. But yeah. most like the people who get attracted to it will get attracted to it. I'm much more relaxed about it. Yes, so yes. so I'm um, I'm really looking forward to making the the next concept on English. So it's I'll tell you. Of course, I will. I would love that because I know you, you know, your, your yeah. country and your man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, if you ever need any kind of consultation with writing up any kind of English material or anything like that, I will be glad wow. to help you do that. Just, just give me a holler and I'll help you out. Thank you. I might pick you up on that one. Hey, you know? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> that's great. Oh, so, that's great. so to wind things up, um, what is the next big plan or do you have a big plan for any kind of meaningful change you're, you're going to make in your life? Is there anything new around the corner in the life of Lena Kralicek? Um, I think that now during Corona times, I'm just um, um, not just, but like it's, I feel I've used this time. So to get into all this online and, and so this is, it. I feel I'm in my next step, you know, creating yeah. this, like yeah. really like, um, and see what comes out of it. So, uh, and I would love for it to spread. Yeah. yeah. So that's, if I, if you say it's a goal, yeah, I, was, I would love for yeah. it to spread and, and, and reach the people yeah. that, that needs it. Yeah. Well, I if, would you, love that. if you continue doing what you're doing, I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. you. Listen, I uh, what a great way for me to start my Sunday. <laughs> what a oh. great way for me to start. I love it. <laughs> and yeah, I loved it too. And I hope you had a lot of fun of watching me putting in my earplugs constantly <laughs> for one hour. <laughs> oh, you need to get some specially made earbuds because you're, I don't know if you have alien ears or what, but those things are not sitting in your ears. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, oh, boy. No, I, I um, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I do want to thank you uh, for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing uh, these these uh, pieces of your life. Uh, yeah. You have lifted me a little higher, and hopefully you will have done the same for my listeners. Yeah, and I want to thank you so much. I'm so happy you've created this podcast, and I'm sure you're spreading so much joy and wisdom out there. So thank you. Thank you. Doing the best I can with what I have. Thank you so much. Okay, Lena Kralicek, everybody. Bye. Thank you and goodbye.